I feel like we might be going down a, a comic hole. Yeah. And, 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 be doing that. and we have. So wake up, everybody. <laughs> Just w- wake up. Rock! Wake up. <laughs> Oh my god. Just just wake up. So I don't know about you, but I watched shit today. Oh, like, like nothing shit or like something that was totally shitty? Oh no, something that was totally shitty. Uh, I did not watch anything shitty. Well, that's good. I'm happy for you because oh. I, I wasted about hour or so of my life today oh no yeah actually you might as well call it about an hour and a half it's about 90 minutes i'll never get back that's sad yeah yeah well you know the things we do for art (laughs) 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 welcome back to the watch list with patty and bill You can always catch up on your favorite podcast by going to thewatchlistpod.com. You can also engage with us at thewatchlistpod.com by clicking on that contact uh, contact us button, as well as engage us on social media at symbol thewatchlistpod. And please, pretty please with sugar on top, subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. So... Yes. I'm glad you had a better experience with TV. (laughs) Well, you know, I kind of avoided the actual on-air TV shows. Did you? Yeah, because nothing, none of it was worth watching. It's all crap right now. When you say on-air, did you mean like regular broadcast TV, like like ABC, NBC? Like live broadcast TV that other people are watching at the same time as me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I, all yeah, of my regardless of whether was, it's like actual network television or any of the cable networks, you know. Yeah, I mean, actually, three things, three of the four things that I watched were on-demand um, streaming, and then um, the fourth one I just stumbled across, and it's on basic cable. But why don't why don't you kick us off and then I'll and then I'll throw up all of my bad reviews a little bit later. All right. All right, cool. So the first thing is on Netflix. It's a movie called The Sleepover. I watched that. I watched that. I watched yeah. that. This is not the 2014 tween movie by the same name. This is uh-huh. a brand new 2020 movie about where the mom is a jewel thief who's in witness protection. She gets pulled in for one last job. Um, Dad's played by Ken Marino, who was Vinny in Veronica Mars. Yeah. And he's all, our whole life is a lie. When he finds out, you know, she's in Witsack. and, And the kids follow the clues to find mom and dad. It is ridiculously funny and stupid, but it's a great family comedy. Isn't it, though? Yeah. And was... Joe Manginello is in it. Yes, he is. So any fan of True Blood or any kind of sexy woman time Magic Mike. Or uh, D&D, because he's a big fan of D&D. And yeah, plays he is. And has his own D&D basement room. Does he really? 
Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, There's a whole God. like YouTube video. If you go if you Google the YouTube video or just Google Joe Mangianello Dungeons and Dragons, you'll see. And see, I like that. I like when stars are geeky about certain things. I, I dig that. But I loved this movie. And I loved it because it was it was innocent. It reminded me like an 80s like cloak and dagger it reminded me of it reminded me of spy kids with a little spy bit kids, of da, yeah. with a little bit of da vinci code thrown in there mm. well the follow the clue I, I just hated da vinci code in every way shape and form Did you like really? the book uh, as well as the movie dan no. brown is a shitty 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 author Oh my God! You're that's so all wrong. I have to say. Anyway, oh, oh, oh. have you read Dan Brown? I have actually. Have all you right. read multiple of his books? Now I will give you this. No. Okay. Uh, so his books are all the same, and they're all shit. Yes, that much I do know. I mean, he recycles his own shit. It, it all of it is just shit. So well, I'm just gonna well, leave it there. Where was I going? I was going. I was going overseas and I read the Da Vinci Code and I started the book on the plane going over and I finished it on the plane coming back. Now, for me, reading that fast is impossible. <laughs> so I, I was like, I'm devouring this book and I cannot put it down. And I and I liked the movie too. I mean, obviously the book to me was a little bit better, but whatever. But this movie, um, The Sleepover, just it was just really good PG rated entertainment. Yeah, there is not one swear word in that entire movie. Yeah, you're you know, I didn't even notice. I noticed I there's didn't not even, even a damn or a hell. Wow. wow. It, it's it's that family oriented. So perfect. if your family and it's perfect for a kid who's like 10. Or like ten to tweenish. Yeah, yeah. I would say, say possibly even younger because, I mean, there's nothing. All there's nothing to get angry about in this whole movie. Not at all. Not at no. all. I mean, and and parents, I'm just gonna throw this out there now. Leave your brain at the door. Yes. Don't think about plot holes. Don't yes. think about how they get from one thing to the other. <laughs> Because yeah. my brain was like, how the fuck did they? Uh, just, you know what? Shut up, Bill. Just enjoy yeah. it for what it is. Dwight picked this one. I had fun saying, what is this crap through the whole thing? But I had fun watching it. And it was just so dumb. But I kept looking at it. And I couldn't I stop. And I'm like, this is just a fun, stupid, family-friendly movie that's really, I, you know, I can't. I can't say anything really bad about it other than, yeah, you know, it's kind of got some dumb shit going on, but yes. you accept it because it's, it's silly and it's for kids. Yes. You know? Yeah. There is a scary spider, but aside from that, I think young kids will be okay. I mean, and it's a quick brief sight of this scary crap. You mean spider. that little CG spider? Little, little kids that could be terrifying and traumatic. Although, Especially if they're already afraid of spiders. Did you notice the rating on it when you I did on not, Netflix? No, I didn't. Dwight picked it completely, and I was do. I don't even know what I was doing at the time. I think part of the rating was fear. 
you know how they break down their rating of, you know, smoking, yeah, okay. swearing and all that. One of the words was fear. So I think you're right because they, you know, they go down into a tunnel. There's a little bit of, you know. Yeah, there's a little bit of scariness ish, but nothing. Yeah, I yeah. The only thing that really struck me was the creepy spider that wasn't even really real, but you know, I saw it and I was like, huh. And then you see the dad going, huh. And then you know, whatever happens after that. You you cannot be an adult when you watch this. You have to put put yourself back as a ten year old. And you will, you'll just have a good time. It's a, yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad you watched that because I did too. That was, yeah. that was the one thing this week that I really, oh, really liked. The only good thing that you watched. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The rest Aww. of it was craptastic. <laughs> but anyway, that's one hour and forty three minutes. It's on Netflix. Oh, that's how, that wasn't long at all. No, and it breezes by. Yeah, it's totally fast. Yeah. And Malin Ackerman plays the mom. Yes, yes, I have that on my notes. Yeah, and, I didn't get that far down. And people might know her from Watchmen. She was Silk Spectre. She was Silk Spectre in Watchmen. So she's it, this. Ah, oh, it's just it's good. It is. I haven't seen a good actual PG movie in a long, long time, and that was certainly it. Yeah, I can't remember one either. All right. So what else did you watch? Oh, I'm so glad we watched that together. I'm glad. Episode two of Lovecraft Country. Um, that was actually better than the first in relation to the historic racism stuff. Um, this was takes place in a different. It's the same time of of you know same period, but it's like a different place with whole different shit going on. Yeah, and we get a little more backstory of. Um, the guy who's looking for his dad and his mom's side of the family and all that kind of stuff going on with that. And this one kind of felt like a total finale of the whole thing. So now I'm sucked in and now I have to see the next one. Oh. Yeah. Well, after hearing about all the racism that's in that. In that first episode, yeah. In that first episode, even though the bad guys get their comeuppance. Mm-hmm. Especially with what's going on in Kenosha, especially oh, now, fuck. and even and that's happened within the last week. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I don't, I I can't watch even fictionalized racism right now. I just can't. I understand. You know, and and it's not, you know, if you're into Lovecraft Country, great, more power to you. I don't know that I'm into it i just now i need to know what's going on right but if, but but for the people out there like the one or two people who may know one or two people who know one or two people who actually worked on it lovecraft country not disparaging work at all not disparaging any of the actors the script or anything like that i just can't i feel life is life is too real right now yeah for that kind of shit so yes completely yeah. wow all right. The Sleepover was on Netflix. Yes. Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country is on HBO. Yep. And my next one. Yep. Is called Unit 42. Oh. Also on Netflix. That sounds like something Dwight would pick. I picked it. What? Yeah. This what? is a Belgian crime drama. Oh. What's it called? Unit 42. Unit 42. 
And even in the first episode, we see, you know, it, it's a crime drama where this this guy, his, he's uh, a single dad. He's a widower. He's got two, three kids. One's still kind of a baby and the other two are a little bit older. And he's going back to work now um, as a detective heading up this new cyber crimes unit. And as he's being led to where their, their offices are in the basement of the building, this is not your, you know, high tech, fancy ass, you know, cyber crimes TV show. This is, they're in the basement with, you know, like wires and shit above their heads. And, you know, it's very, and there's no no window with a great view or anything, you know, no like throwing stuff up onto the air to see, you know, digitized bullshit. Yeah, this is they're in the basement with computers and stuff. And as they're going into it, somebody has taped a piece of paper that and written unit 42 on it. And they're like, here we are. This is ours. Yeah, 42, right? You know, you know, like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love this show already. I'm like five minutes in and I love the show. Because they're quoting Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, that's a fair point. Because they're so nerds and I love them now. Okay. So is it a comedy or is it a drama? No, it, it's a police procedural. Ah, all right. There are some kind of lighthearted-ish moments, but it's very, there's a lot of drama. They've got a pretty diverse cast. Um, there's a female hacker who turned cop and she's got her own kind of uh, motivations for, you know, be, being in the police force and not just, you know, hacker wealthy. And then the medical examiner is deaf, and there's a one of the officers is being her interpreter for the new head of their division because he doesn't know, but he learns as they go on. He learns sign language, and that's kind of cool because there's not a lot of deaf, hard of hearing representation on television at all. Yeah, anywhere no yeah. that I know of. And then there's a cop. His the character's name is Nassim. Koliani, okay. and I'm not sure like what he, his descent is, but there's a whole episode with like this Syrian terrorist and recruiting people to go be part of their militia, whatever ISIS, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And he, you can see him struggling with with that and being, you know, because he's talking to the the head of his division guy about how you know he looks just like them. And, you know, people on the, the bus see him and call him a terrorist and they don't even know him. And he's got that inner struggle with, you know, his identity kind of thing going on. Sure. So, but yeah. So other than that, it's it's really cool. It was, I really was really enjoying it. And he's got this preteen daughter who's, she's really struggling with her mom being dead. Dad's back at work and the life of a police detective is like he's never around. And she's got her own, you know, tween troubles junior high drama yep as you do as you do and you know as any you know single parent family there's all kinds of issues happening sure yeah and it's a really good show i highly recommend it unit 42 on netflix i actually just um put it in my list to watch excellent see look at that Hmm. i listened to the watch list with patty and bill Which gives me things to watch. Yay. Well, we're we're into season three of, and this is just a sidebar. We're into season three of the Australian show Rake. 
Oh, yes, that's on my list. Which is real. Oh, my God, it's good. It's it's it really makes me want to visit Australia, but um, it's it's so good. But it's got like five or six seasons, so I put that in my queue just now so that I can go from one show right to the next. Nice. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, Sam was asking me for suggestions of things to watch. Oh, she and the kids would just <laughs> tell them to go to the sleepover. That's what I just did. She she laughs and says, "What is that?" Oh my! I'm like, God. listen to our show tomorrow, and you'll find listen out to our show it. tomorrow. Well, which will be today when it <laughs> which is now, which, yeah, which is, is hi now. Sam. Yes, I just texted you about the movie we talked about. That's right. So Sam, welcome to the now. When you <laughs> when you wrote us, it was the past, which was the future, and now it's the now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so confusing. I know, right? Well, welcome oh. to the Matrix Revolutions. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> So what else did you watch? The last thing I have is also from Netflix and it's also an international show. Oh. This one is from Korea. I see okay. you really like these Korean drama romance. Well, they're thing. generally on point. They are, aren't they? They're generally on point. Yeah. This one is called It's Okay to Not Be Okay. Hmm. And it's really quite a complex story. And I've only seen two episodes so far. Okay. Um, so there's this uh, this young guy. He's a, like a caregiver in a, a mental hospital. Mm -hmm. And he's got a... His older brother is autistic. And so he's trying... You know, he's caring for his autistic brother and doing his job. And then... Separately, there's a young woman who writes children's books. And the autistic brother is a huge fan of the woman, the kids' book author. Okay. And then we and as we go on, we find out that they've all got kind of a history together that's on in you know intertwined and unraveling. And she's kind of in, you know, they they meet um the author and the caregiver brother. And there's, it's just really kind of those complicated, I hate you, but I like you, but I hate you, but you're kind of fucking nuts yeah. kind of a thing going on. Like you are a psychopath. Bitch. Yeah. 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 And you know, all that that's going on and yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Okay. And, uh, and I'm kind of learning the history of, I've already figured out that. Yeah the history going on with those two, but it starts out really kind of the, the beginning scene is, is um, like a stop motion animation thing telling like, like a fairy tale. Cause she's, she's also a kid's fairy tale book. She writes kids fairy tales. Okay. So we learn this kid's fairy tale story with the stop motion animation characters, which is kind of cool. The whole visually, it's really pretty cool. Yeah. And then at the very end, she's in the in the first episode, she was reading one of her books to kids at the hospital. Well, at the very end, we get to hear the whole story all as one uh, visual, like one little animated bit, which is also really cool. Neat. Yeah, it's it's I'm really enjoying it so far. And what's it called again? It is called It's Okay to Not Be Okay. 
Excellent. There are a lot of characters, a lot of different people who all their pasts feels like it's all intertwined and either they don't realize that they know each other or they know they know each other kind of a thing. Like it's all really a big giant knot. Excellent. <laughs> all right. Well, I may not have explained it quite as well as I could have, but that's all right. It's you a really good show intrigue. and you should give it a, you should give it a try. I don't want to give everything away. Cause that's, you know, I, everybody wants to under, you know, see it coming on un, unravel. Yeah. Also, Unit 42 is dubbed in English for those who need English. That would be me. It's okay to not be okay is not. It's subtitled. Ah, all right. Not that that's a turnoff or anything like that. No, but, but for those who might want to know. Well, right. Because I spend most of my time reading instead of watching the actors. Yeah. And, yeah. and therefore, I just want to watch the actors, you know, kind of like I did with Money Heist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. So anyhow, and so, with, oh, I'm sorry. With subtitled, it it for me that distracted watching is impossible to do when I have to read it. Yes. So I'm I'm paying more attention to it. Yes, exactly. So I'd rather pay attention to the action rather than read. As not filmy as that sounds, but you know. Or I prefer to watch a show and not half-assed watch a show. Yes. Which is why the subtitles is helpful to me. Yeah. So you and I were both on the same Netflix kick. Uh, apparently, yeah. So in addition to the absolutely wonderful The Sleepover, I watched The Sleepover after, and part of why I have such an incredibly high opinion of that movie, <laughs> which I would have anyway. Uh -huh. Because I really liked it. Came after two horrible oh, things no. on Netflix. Oh, dear. The first one is a 10-episode animated series called Hoops. Oops? Like, oops, I did it again? No, I'm sorry. Hoops, as in oh, basketball. Hoops. Hoops. Okay. And it's an animated, uh, I'll put show in air quotes, <laughs> about a loser basketball coach and his fucking loser high school basketball team. I swear to you, the makers of this animated series made this to see how many times they could say the word fuck in an animated series. And it's bad. It's not funny. Hmm. You know, and, and there's been this trend of swearing in animation, you know, and, and, even beginning with things like the Simpsons way back when, when you would see either Homer's butt or they would say damn or hell or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then you progress to family guy, which says a lot worse. And then you jump into other shows that are animated somehow like crossing swords, which I actually like because I think that's charming. This is, is, is just blatantly bad. And I and I just don't get the humor in it at all. Aww. So if you really want to spend half hours of your life, there are 10 episodes in all. So if you want to spend, you know, 300 minutes watching animated characters drop the F-bomb, this show is for you. Oh. If you want to spend quality time with your loved ones or you want to go make a... a, a batch of brownies or you want to go do something worthwhile do something else 
Okay. I was I was not a fan. Uh, the next thing that I jumped to was called Drunk Parents. Oh, my God. That's the one with Alec Baldwin and... Salma Hayek. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. Dwight made me watch that some time ago, and I chose oh. never to talk about it because it's such it's, shit. It's shit. It is awful. Fuck. Okay, so... This movie is from 2019. It's on Netflix. It is 96 minutes of your life you will never get back. It, I, don't even don't even watch it. It's it's I, and and I will tell you this. I did not wait the whole 96 minutes. I turned it off after 15. And it is rare that I actually turn a movie off even if it's kind of bad. Because I believe that all films deserve a chance. This is so horrible. I fell asleep three times. In 15 minutes? In 15 minutes. (laughs) Oh, my God. The acting is horrible. It's not funny. Awful. It is is not funny at all. And it, it... it's about two really overly entitled douchey parents who do everything to hide their financial problems from their other overly entitled douchey friends and their children. And they're putting out like $2,000 bottles of wine for a yard sale because they think that'll help them and all that. And it, and, and then they have a sex offender who moves in next door played by Jim Gaffigan and, and it's just not good. It was so awful. And the first time around, I, I allowed it to air, to run. And I mocked the whole thing and not in a fun way. Yes. And Dwight, just this past weekend, tried to put it on again. And I'm like, we saw this. This is shit. No, we are not. We are. I am not sitting through this again. He can't remember watching it. Ugh. Well, at and least like, it gave him amnesia. So shitty. Yeah. No, it's no. shitty. No. It is shitty. It is fucking awful. Yes. So uh, friends and family and listeners, if in, in case you miss the point, avoid drunk parents. If you hate yourself, go ahead and watch it. Yes, if you've got some self-loathing sadomasochistic thing going on, by all means. But it's just not good. Don't even. Just don't even. Just just don't even. So the last thing that I watched, before we get to a conspiracy theory that I have. Mm. Um, so poor Laura, and and I will tell you this again. And, and, of course, I thank all first responders out there dealing with the COVID crisis. The shit that you are dealing with, especially in hospitals, I cannot imagine. Mm. But there are other people who are out there working every single day. And Laura is one of them because she works in a zoo. And, you know, animals don't take COVID off or anything, so... You know, my hat's off. They still need to eat and have their poop shoveled. And so anybody in the zoo and aquarium field, this is a special shout out to you. Thank you. 
So she comes home, poor thing. Uh, you know, I've, I've made dinner. She falls asleep on the couch. I'm just flipping channels because the Phillies game is over. And I come across something called Growing Belushi. Have you ever heard of this? I have not. It's a show about Jim Belushi and how he bought a 93-acre marijuana farm in Oregon. Hmm. And it debuted just a few weeks ago on the Discovery Channel. Wait, it's about Jim Belushi? Or did Jim you say Belushi. John? No, well, John's taking the dirt nap. I'm sorry about that. Right, but right. John, but I was just, that's, my brain went to John Belushi for some reason. Yeah, Jim Belushi. So his brother, Jim. Gotcha. His brother, Jim, uh, who who you know just as much. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. You I'm know. I'm totally familiar with him. Yeah. I, I don't know why when I... I don't know. I don't know why I thought that's all right. Because let's face it, John Belushi, he was, he was the better one. Well, Sorry. I mean, come on. Yeah, I know. So, you know, not saying you have a favorite child, but you're kind of my favorite. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. <laughs> you're kind of my favorite child, John, but don't tell Jim <laughs> what's going on parents. Oh, nothing. Oh, don't you worry mm-hmm. about a thing. John, you good. Yeah. Anyway. So Jim Belushi, <laughs> bought a 93 acre marijuana farm and and he bought it five years ago and he's he's legitimately in the marijuana business huh and he bought it right around the time that that marijuana became legal throughout the state of oregon okay and the show follows him and his friends and his family including john belushi's widow which is really kind of strange, but you know what? They all stayed friends over all these yeah, four yeah. decades, you know, four decades. And Dan Aykroyd makes appearances as well. Hmm. So they're on their third episode. Well, so far on IMDb, there are three episodes listed, and I watched the first one today. It's bad. It is very overly scripted. And they try to hold it together with Jim Belushi's personality. And he's got a decent personality, you know. But the rest of the farm hands and the friends and all that have almost zero chemistry, zero personality. So they're trying to make something out of nothing. It's almost like you want to smoke a joint before you watch this show. So you'll enjoy it that much more. Okay. So it's trying to be... A reality show, but it's obviously scripted and not at all reality. Correct. Correct. And what network is it on again? Discovery Channel. Discovery. Yeah. I mean, it makes me, you know, want to go out there and visit Jim Belushi and have him talk to me about weed because I did learn something about weed tonight Hmm. about the components that make up marijuana. You know, the difference between THC, CBD, and the flavoring component that goes into it. Okay. So, you know, great. We're not, you know, I don't condone the use of marijuana or any kind of drug or anything like that. If that's your thing, great. If not, great, whatever. But I just found it interesting for about three minutes. Okay. The rest of the show is almost unbearable to watch. Oh, and then and then Laura wakes up out of her nap and goes, "What's this shit?" (laughs) (laughs) And then she watches this one scene where where Jim Belushi supposedly wrangled NBC to do an interview about their farm, Mm -hmm. and she says in a sleepy haze, "This is terrible." (laughs) 
And then she goes to bed. Oh, that's awesome. So she watched 30 seconds of this craptastic thing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's on Discovery Channel. All right, so there's the space for our interstitial music. <laughs> now, other David, yes. um, who is awesome and who's who always thanks us for giving him a shout-out, too. So David Rivera. Aww. Yo! Yo, David! So he was telling me today mm-hmm. that it's really interesting that the show, that the movie Project Power... Uh-huh was steady at about 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Since its release, and now it's down to 58%. Wow. Yet, Tenet, who had lukewarm reviews, is up to around an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Meaning people are liking it. People are liking it. As opposed to Project Power, where they liked it, and now a lot of people don't. Right. Interesting. So, so I had I had a theory. Mm-hmm. And, and my theory is based on the fact that Christopher Nolan, and I'm not saying Christopher Nolan did this or anything like that, but Christopher Nolan pushed for this movie to be in movie theaters. So he was not about releasing it on any kind of PVOD platform. You know, he was all about, I'm going to hold out and wait for this to be seen on the big screen. And then the first reviews came in, like I mentioned on the last show, and they were very lukewarm. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, IndieWire gave it a C minus, mm. just as an example. Right. You know, so okay. it's getting some positive reviews for its technical wizardry and others are like, this is a really cold movie where, you know, bleh. but as a high rating like that on a lukewarm movie, my theory is that it's here's here's the conspiracy theory here. Get really close to your phone or however you listen to this, because I don't want Hollywood to hear me, but I but I do. I think. They are trying to sabotage the on-demand stuff and boost what's going into theaters to try to juice the box office a little bit. So, so if you it gets, think, so you think they've padded the Rotten Tomatoes? Yep. Hmm. Sure do. It's not hard to do. It's not hard to do. You just get a hundred interns in there to say, "Hey, give us a good rating." And don't or make it a hundred percent interns to create 10 different accounts. Exactly. And those same accounts go on and say, Oh, project power sucked. Exactly. Cause it takes a hell of a lot of reviews to bring something down from around 70% to 56%. Shit. Yeah. You know, so that's my theory. Mm-hmm. So I looked up unhinged, which was the Russell Crowe movie. You know, it actually made $4 million last weekend, which is not bad. Huh. Given the limited amount of theaters that are open and the limited seats that are open in those limited amount of open theaters. Was that one only in theaters? Only theaters. Only theaters. So this weekend, 
So when this when this show debuts, it'll be Thursday. Bill and Ted opens this weekend, and I pre-purchased it, by the way. Okay. Yep. And I've already watched the really craptastic um, extra feature that came along on Vudu. Oh. It's it, well, it's not any worse than some special features that used to be on DVDs and Blu-rays and all that. Okay. So it's not any worse or any better. I okay. I pre-ordered it on Vudu one to get the three dollar credit for later on down the road if I want to buy something or if I want to rent something, and I can do it in four K because some platforms aren't doing it in four K for that same amount of money. Right, right. So, yeah, I went ahead and did it. Okay. So it'll be interesting this week to see what their haul is. It will. It will. Because somebody I work with um, was already talking about it. Now, did they order it? Oh, he pre-ordered it and he was showing all the past Bill and Ted's to his kids. Oh, introducing and- them to all that is Bill and Ted. Oh, that's sweet. Because I just yeah. the other day when I ordered it, I actually watched Bill and Ted 1. Nice. Which was free on demand. Okay. Ironically, though, the suckier one, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, you had to rent. And I didn't feel like, it, like if it were free, I would have watched it again. Yeah, that's not one I would pay to watch. But I wouldn't again. pay to watch that one. No, no, not that one. But even if this movie sucks, and I hope it doesn't, because I think it's really baller that, that, and I'm not saying Alex Winter is a bad actor or anything like that, but he doesn't have the career that Keanu Reeves has, especially right. now. Yeah. I just think it's great that Keanu Reeves went back to a franchise that helped make him. Yeah. And I always admire actors who do that. Like Jamie Lee Curtis goes back to Halloween. <laughs> I, I dig stuff like that. So it'll be really interesting to see what their box office take is mm-hmm. from all the pre-orders and from, from just opening weekend. Yeah, Yeah, that will be interesting to see. I would love for them to make north of $50 million. I would like that as well. I, I, I think that would be overshooting, but I, I, w- I would like to see them blow. I, I want to see them blow it out of the water. Because then the week after that is Mulan. Mm, oh, yeah. And yeah. I freaking can't wait. As a matter of fact, I'm buying a 75-inch TV for it. <laughs> awesome. I, sh- okay. I shit you not because I-, I am not going back to a movie theater. I've just made that yeah. determination. So if I want cinema in my house, I got to buy some cinema, yo. You know, yeah. Have you seen the new Batman, the Batman trailer? Oh, oh my God. Yes. Mm. So David... David Rivera, intern extraordinaire. No, he's 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 way more than an intern. I we just yeah. kid about that. So he was giving me the links to the DC fandom stuff that was okay. debuting. That cool. Batman trailer looks fucking awesome. I saw it on YouTube. Wow. Yeah. Did you wait? So you watched it on your lappy, or did you watch it on your TV? TV. I watched it on the big monitor. I have. Watch it on your TV. It was working because I was working at the time. Because oh, I, I was 
working while watching the trailer because <laughs> well, that yes. same coworker shared the link through Slack for everybody to go. Have you seen the new Batman trailer? I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I watch this. Yeah. Now and- you had said something about um, Ben Affleck being part of this. Uh, ben Affleck is going to be a part of the new Flash movie. Oh, oh. That's why I'm like watching this going, that doesn't look like Ben Affleck. What is, <laughs> what is he talking about with Ben Affleck? Flash. Yeah. Uh, see, I'm getting all the people. You're getting all the DC universe all I'm mixed like, up. That's Totes McGoat's Cedric Diggory. What are you talking about? Yeah, Cedric Diggory died at the hands of Voldemort and became Batman. That's right. He sure did. Along with the guy from Westworld. Yeah. All right. Um, but they I like how in the trailer and by now, if you haven't seen the trailer, do yourself a favor and watch it. It's do two it. minutes and do it. Do it. Do it. It's two minutes and twenty-six seconds long of a really awesome teaser trailer. The when he's beating the shit out of that out of that burglar dude. Yeah. I'm t- I'm talking that is like James Bond beatdown, like Fuck Daniel yeah. Craig, James Bond beatdown. And then when he says, who are you? And because of Michael Keaton and that start and that that very famous way, he said, I'm Batman. You're expecting him to say, I'm Batman. And then when he says, I'm vengeance. Oh, Cedric Diggory's got an attitude. <laughs> Yes. Um, it's just badass. And and I like, and I've said this before, I like how DC is going darker. Oh, this is so dark. It's dark. It's so dark. Like visually, even it's like dark. Yes, it's like, dark. Turned out the lights dark. Yeah, not not that shitty episode of Game of Thrones dark where you can't make shit out. I'm talking no. it, it's just dark in tone, dark in, in mood. Mm-hmm. Dark, and literally, like Patty said, dark in lighting. But it sets the but mood. Oh, it. It's good. Yes, yes. I'm re- so if I was not on board before this teaser trailer, and let's face it, they had to knock it out of the park. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they and I think they did. I think they did. Well, I already know one other person who's like, oh, oh did you see this? So yeah. clearly, clearly they've knocked it out of the park. Well, I also think DC did a really good job of doing Fandom as a one-day event online. Mm-hmm. And instead of, ha- you know, and you've been to a convention. I've been to a convention before, like a Comic-Con or some other some yeah, such. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of that is waiting around in line to go sit in a hall and watch the yeah. stupid panels and blah. And then they yeah. debut the trailer and you go, yay, for like two minutes and then it's over. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I admittedly yeah. was just like, all right, fuck the panels. Just let, show me the trailer. Yeah. And I, and I really liked how they did it. And, and I truly think that's part of how they're going to be doing stuff down the road. We'll see. Like maybe if I can't go to say star Wars celebration in the future, mm-hmm. why not offer me the chance to buy a virtual ticket and stream it in my house. Exactly. Yeah. Especially with my knees being all fucked up. Oh, fuck. I mean, I'm sorry, but being almost 50, my knees don't work. 
Oh, shit. So if anybody's got knees, go on to thewatchlistpod.com and click on contact us and tell me about the bootleg knees you have. Yes. Anyhow. Please. All right. That's not <laughs> real. Good. Or is it? There is knee replacement surgery, so they could have bootleg knees. I know. But my fat ass needs to not be so fat. Same here. Any hoosie. But DC Fandom was cool because they also debuted the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, which looks way good. Right. Which looks way okay. good. I hope they... Uh, so in addition to all that extra footage that they're going to put back into the movie, and then, you know... Superman in his black outfit. People are making a big deal out of that. I want them to clean up the special effects because I was not happy with how cheesy some of those effects looked. Hmm. So when the main bad guy in the theatrical version of Justice League came on, I was like, Thanos looks way better than this idiot. You know, just visually. I feel like we might be going down a a comic hole. Yeah. And, and, and not need to be doing that. And we have. So wake up, everybody. <laughs> Just w- wake up. Rock! Wake up. <laughs> oh my God. Just, just wake up. Um, but to your question before, Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton uh, are going to be in Ezra Miller's Flash movie. Because in that timeline, okay. he actually goes to different alternate universes where there are different Batman. And that's how Michael Keaton is going to reprise his role as Batman. Ben Affleck. Um... Ben Affleck is in the movie because Ezra Miller's character only knows Ben Affleck's Batman. Okay. So that's sort okay. of his base Batman. And that all is part of kind of that CW all kind of them of. mushing together. Kind and we, of, yeah. Did we see Ezra Miller quickly? Yes, we all? did. We did. Yes, we okay. did. Yeah, he interacted with the CW Flash Barry Allen. Yeah, which, you know, that was kind of cool. Now that they're going to do that same sort of thing-ish yeah. in a movie, that's also cool. Yes, it is very cool. Okay. So anyhow, but that's my conspiracy theory. Okay. I think, here's my conspiracy theory. I think theaters are sabotaging the on-demand market by lowering the ratings of on-demand to bolster the movies that are coming out in theaters. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. It, it, it is plausible. That logic is sound. It is sound. I Because there's a lot of shit that we don't know that we don't know about going on. And it's all a matter of money. People think the entertainment business is about entertainment. No, it's not. It's about money. Yeah. Why do you think there's so much shit out there? And what TV shows, ladies and gentlemen, TV shows and, and thank you to Harold Lee rush. I will. That man has been my mentor. He will always be my mentor. TV shows are not made to entertain you. They are made to keep your attention through the commercials. The commercials. If you have a number one show, you are more apt to watch the commercial on that show. Yeah. So there you go. If a show sucks, they get rid of it because they can't sell the commercial time. Plain and simple. And radio stations aren't meant to play music for you. No. 
they are meant to air commercials that you will listen to. So they play the songs that you will listen to so that you will hear the commercials. Demographically broken down to what kind of music you listen to as a certain segment of the population. Mm -hmm. Yep. And when that is not as lucrative anymore, that's when the station changes formats and starts to play the shit you hate. Bingo. Hence why oldies radio stations are now playing mostly 80s music and even dipping into the 90s. Yep. Because when I started listening to oldies radio, they were playing the 50s and the 60s. Yeah. And also why oldies radio is playing that because... Um, do young people listen to the radio? No, no, they don't. Nope. It's all old people. Yep. And yes, we are old people. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for going down the DC Universe rabbit hole with us as well. Mm-hmm. Make sure you log on to the watchlistpod.com. Click on that contact us button. Let us know if you are going to actually pre order or order Bill and Ted as well as Mulan. Because I'm already on board with it. Uh, also, let us know what you thought of the new trailer for Batman and, and the DC stuff that came out. Because it looks pretty kick-ass. You can also engage us on social media if you want to answer those questions there. At Symbol, the Watchlist Pod. And make sure, again, you subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right. That's what do we got. I hope next time I don't watch shit. Yeah, Oof. let's not find any more shit. Let's not watch shit. Yeah. Yeah. Stay away from that shit. Oh, my God. And I cannot wait. Actually, wait. So the next time we record, I will have a review of Bill and Ted. Cool. Whoa. Yeah. That makes me happy. All right. So there's a teaser for you. What? All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Please continue to stay healthy. Stay safe. And just talk to people. It helps. All right, everybody. You take care. Cool. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.